Hello everyone and welcome to another Friday conversation. Today I'm talking to Rob Hanna, who is the owner of a boutique legal recruitment firm called Kissen Carr. And he was just explaining to me that he's named it after his grandfather, who used to run a, a large law firm. So perhaps he'll share a little bit more about that with us. He's also a podcaster like me. He's very interested in mental health, diversity and inclusion initiatives, and is very heavily involved with charities too. Um, we're both involved with some, some of the similar charities as well. So I'm going to hand over to Rob to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about who he is and what he does. Well, firstly, thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you very much for, for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I guess in terms of just a, a brief introduction for, for me, as you, you mentioned, I, um, I own and run a, a, a legal recruitment firm called Kasun Carr. We, we, we were inspected in 2016. Um, and as, as you mentioned, the, the car side is, is named after my grandfather, who ran a, a very successful law firm in the in 1950s um, out of Leicester, which um, actually was the second richest city in the UK at the time due to all of the commercial and hosiery trade. So managed to build a very successful practice um, back then. He, he actually said, you wouldn't be good enough to be a lawyer. No, I'm joking, he didn't, but he sort of said, the hours are very, very intense. Um, you know, you should maybe be an accountant. So, but I always had a passion for wanting to do something connected to the legal sector, having grown up in his law firm from, from doing all the really important jobs from stapling, photocopying, you know, all of the essential things that make the, the law firms back then tick. So yes, that yes. was, um, and that's sort of a large part of, of what we do um, and as you kindly mentioned I, I also host the the Legally Speaking podcast which is is now into its second season which is, is is really just all about probably similar to what lots of people are doing much like yourself is is trying to really add value to the to the legal and wider communities through you know inspiring guests with inspiring stories um, that are really trying to give back and, and share knowledge um, and, and then sort of as an extension of that I've, I've very recently been have the opportunity to be a, a non-executive director to a, a few start tech, tech startup businesses which have been been quite interesting and and, and moreover as you say on the, the mental health and diversity inclusion side that's something I'm exceptionally passionate about so wherever I can and wherever possible um, I love to get in, involved in that and I know you and I have a, a shared mutual um, contact in, in, in Lewis um, Alexander Baxter who I think you and I both agree is just a, a highly impressive young individual that's doing such a great um, level of work for the mental health space right now absolutely absolutely yes and 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 so you know one of his initiatives that you know he's very kindly asked me to sort of get involved with is his chit chat britain which is a new sort of um you know it's a it's, it's a conversation for everyone that the tagline is for everyone and and the concept very much is it's a it's a free phone line for people to to ring in and it doesn't sort of progress to be the samaritans or anything like that it's really for people just who maybe are feeling quite lonely quite isolated during this time and would just like to have a friendly person speak to at the end of the phone um to really help them get through that so i can appreciate everyone's having you know their own sort of battles during this period so um i, I would sort of highly sort of you Know, if I could quote unquote promote Chit Chat Britain because I think what Lewis is trying to do with that is just a wonderful initiative. Oh no I absolutely agree I know I've spoken to Lewis about it myself um, and, and like you say it's not there to replace you know the Samaritans or Mind or anything like that it's not sort of that that sort of service it is very much just anybody who as you say maybe they live alone maybe they're feeling lonely or I was thinking even for people who perhaps live with their you know other half or their family but actually want to talk to somebody who is not their other half who they've spent <laughs> the last four or five weeks with you know. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I can, I, I can vouch for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what I wanted to start off by asking is, how much did you work from home before now? So, how much is this a change for you, if you know what I mean, being being on lockdown and working at home all the time? Yeah, so for me, um, I think it's been a slight change. So I actually, just in terms of sort of backstep that, I, I recently sort of left London in the sense that still my businesses are in London, I work in London, but I, I sort of made the commute to the suburbs, so to speak. So I now sort of live in Leicestershire where I get a fast train into London, um, which is sort of 50-50 minutes most most days. But historically, as a part of that moving out, I, I did do quite a bit of working from home anyway so i was probably doing sort of three three to four days maybe working from home and one to two days in in the office or when business needs so so for me on a sort of personal level i'm, I'm quite used to, to to working from from, from home because i've been adapting to that over the last year or so but one of the things i have found generally for for the company that i'm i'm, I'm running is i think um you know team members have, have really missed the, the the sort of culture of being in an office and as have I in terms of being around people and um, just for sort of day-to-day chit-chat, day-to-day interactions, sparking entrepreneurial thinking, commercial thinking, all of those little things that is, as great as video technology is at keeping everyone connected, um, you know, I still don't think you can really replace um, that, that office environment. So, you know, we, we, we have very sort of forward-thinking things like unlimited annual leave policy, bed days, flexible working and everything else. And so people are used to having a little bit of that kind of free reign to, to work from home. But I think as a team collective, which I like to think my company is, I'd say oh, by and large, we're really missing an office environment, but we, we can still structure on work and be as efficient. But I think just missing that overall team camaraderie is the biggest thing for me. Yeah, do you know that that's so similar to, to the lady I was speaking to last week, uh, Melody, who's a paralegal, and she was right. saying that actually, um, she she's you know like like most of us, is a big fan of having the ability to work from home, um, but she she really does miss the social side, and she says actually I think when this is over, I'm not going to be working from home that often at all because she you know she really does miss that camaraderie in the office. Um, that I think you've mentioned there and I think I think I guess that's what most people are going to find I mean I I was used to working at least 80% of the time from home probably Um, but yeah at least you know I was in the office usually about once a week at the worst once a fortnight but just having those conversations with people or even just getting on the train or walking through the town or or whatever um, I think people really are missing that a lot and and, and you're noticing that with your team are you they're they're feeding that back to you as well most definitely but the good thing is i think we have a very honest open culture where they feel that they can vocalize that because i think we do try to encourage that and that's the other thing we sort of have in terms of a designated mental health officer as well and you know i think it's really really important you know culture and as much as we we do video interviews as i say and all of those other bits and pieces keeping connected and try and do social um you know social virtual socializing shall i say um you know it's, it's still not quite the same so i think people do miss that and you know so do I you know I think like you come back to your point about speaking to somebody else someone different you know as much as I like cohabiting with my wife and you know we're, we're best of friends I think sometimes you just want to be in an office environment around other people and and kind of learning from them every day and, and kind of just having a bit of banter as well 
Mm, definitely yes so you mentioned there I know before we started I asked you who, who's at home with you and you said it's yourself and your wife how, how and I didn't say I was going to ask this question but how are you finding that <laughs> do, do, do you know what we um we, we tend to live so my, my wife's a very successful in her own right in terms of runs um as her own career in the um the oil and gas and energy space and so you know we're, we're both very much sort of in the week focused on on our careers and, and sort of we spend lots of quality time together but a lot of our friends have joked so it's like I bet you know Laura and yourself have never spent so much time together um but you know what it's actually found it's actually been really quite easy for us I think in terms of getting on um I do have the benefit of being able to sort of lock myself in my my home office out the way during most of the core days so it's not too dissimilar um and I know I'm very fortunate to be in that position um that during the working days I can be sort of out of the way and, and letting her crack on with her role and what she needs to do and and then sort of coming together at dinner times lunch times and, and really making the most of the weekends as well so I think the other good thing is actually she's on a real big fitness drive at the moment and my mm. fitness has dropped off a cliff so it is getting me to push me she's actually running quicker than me at the moment she's oh. far sportier than me so there's that competitive element in me that actually is it's quite good that she's now getting into all of that because it's pushing me to kind of get off my arse and be a little bit more proactive <laughs> ah, well, I, I suppose I've got a tiny little bit of that in that I'm trying to make the children do Joe Wicks in the morning. Um, I've heard about Joe Wicks. Everyone is going crazy about it. Is, oh, is, is, is it am I missing out? Yeah, you, you are definitely. You, you should tune in at nine o'clock every weekday um, on, on YouTube. But uh, we, we have taken the holidays off because, again, I was very keen that the children um, in, in all this upheaval had a separation between when term time is and when holidays are. So we haven't been doing very much in the holidays. So I'm looking forward to getting back to that on Monday um, because, you know, telling the children to do it is one thing, but they only do it if we do it. So yeah. um, it's, it's well, been good as well. A funny thing for that is, is it at nine o'clock? Because I've had three clients, and this is no word of a lie, that have said, I can't, I can't speak to you before 10 a.m. So I've got to do my Joe Wicks workout. So is it, does it start at nine o'clock or is that, is that, yeah. Yes, nine till half past nine. So my husband has his team meeting at 9.30. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can highly recommend it. It's tough. I mean, for someone who's not used to a lot of fitness, as I'm not, it is quite tough. But yes, it's definitely um, inspired me to try and get a bit more exercise because I have to encourage them. So I, I, I know what you mean with that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. Oh. Don't know. I was just going to move on to our next question, which was, um, how has this week been in terms of highs and lows for you? So I think, um, you know, I'm, anyone who knows me, I'm an eternal optimist and try <laughs> to stay as exceptionally positive as, as possible, even when you're, 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 you're downbeaten. But I think if I, I look at it this week, it's been a, it's been a, a, a on a personal level, it's, there's been a few, um, few lows. So we, we have some extended family relationships, uh, relations that are out in Italy that unfortunately are struggling as a result of, of, of the virus. So mm. that, that, that's been quite, quite sad to see. Um, I think in terms of work, um, you know, we this week we, we've lost quite a lot of mandates as, as you might expect I think the level of appetite for um, kind of hiring is not what it was but but that said to flip that to a, a sort of more positive there are there are still pockets of work for us so I think one of my main 
personal um, highs is I've not had to furlough anyone within my business. So I feel mm. I will always continue to put people first and, you know, it's more than just words. So, you know, one of the, the personal takeaways I can take from this is that hopefully we're a, a very, you know, smartly run business that will always, where we can, put, put our people absolutely first. So I think a, a real positive I'm taking is that we've not had to go down that route due to the fact we've been structured and very sensible in our preparations prior to this um mm. i think that's just one thing I would, I would say as a real personal high um for for that but yeah on the lows i'd say definitely in terms of the the kind of level of of work that's that's been a, a bit challenging and then also just trying to ensure that we're, we're embracing a lot of change because i think being nimble we're, we're not a large um business we're sort of you know there's eight of us so we can be quite nimble so again trying to get used to adapting and pivoting where where we need to that that has presented its opportunities but also certain challenges and stresses along the way mm, absolutely i'm sure D does that um is there anything from that that you think would be good advice to others anything that's either happened this week or during the course of the last few weeks that you'd think might help other people i think the things that i um have, have really focused in on is, is is constant communication so i think for our for our clients obviously our core offering um and this can probably be across any sector or any offering is at the moment of course we, we can't really deliver for them on recruitment because a lot of recruitment freezes there's a lot of um you know a lot of people are unfortunately being furloughed and everything else so it's actually touching base with our clients to to educate them on what more we could be doing and sort of alternative consulting services alternative solutions that we can be offering and just checking in them to ask them how else we can continue to add value to them so mm -hmm. i think that's one of the things that if people are um you know thinking about well what more could i be doing i think really trying to communicate um with your clients and being proactive um if you are still in a fortunate position where you are still working and um, to see how you can continue to add value to them because you'll be surprised there is still a lot of things out there which you can be doing to really help people but i'd say proactivity is, is definitely one of the main things because i think you can feel a little bit demotivated you can feel a little bit flat you can feel a little bit in your shell but if you're in a sort of client service facing industry and such as myself I think the main thing is you've got to get out there and maintain um, maintain those relationships foster those relationships and ensure you can add value to those people and um, because they'll remember that now more so than in the good times I think if you're loyal to your, your your existing clients and you foster those relationships even though you may not feel you can add as much value as you typically can um, they'll really value that and treasure that for the long term Oh, I agree 100%. I've been talking to people about this quite a lot recently, um, you know, whether they are law students or whether they're lawyers or whoever they are is, you know, use this time to, or if, if, you know, if you're not completely run off your feet and got children at home and things, but if you're finding yourself either furloughed or business is quieter than usual, etc., you know, use this time to build those relationships, just like you say, so relationships with existing clients or potential future contacts and clients, you know, just by checking in with them, seeing how they are, um, how, as you say, from a service perspective, how you can help. I think, and, and just as you said, it's when you make relationships in these difficult times that, that they're really going to um, but you know be strong future relationships absolutely and I think if I was just to add on a sort of your your personal development side of things that I've, I've been doing a lot of myself during this time is I've really used as a time to go away and reflect where my, my key skills are 
and where my key skills aren't and maybe what I need to improve on to future proof. So I've always thought I was um, quite te technically advanced and I'm a big believer in tech. I'm involved in certain tech businesses, but I've, I've really looked at my business in terms of working on the business rather than in the business during this time in terms of how we can increase efficiencies, how we can operate a lot better, how we can implement change now. Because I think if we ride this wave and admittedly maybe the revenues may not be there, but if we're actually operationally improving and making these sort of 1% changes every day during a crisis, Pikey, we should hopefully be tenfold stronger and better and more efficient um, when we come out of the other side. So I think definitely if anyone's sort of running a, a business or managing a team or anything like that, thinking about actually, you know, the runnings of that and how you could improve that um, is something I've looked at. And, and, and secondly, just making sure that you're utilizing your network. I'm a massive advocate of networking. Um, I can't underestimate the value of that. So, you know, personal branding, networking, I know people have probably webinared out, but I've actually learned so much from being on a lot of webinars over the last sort of few days or so. So if you can allow yourself time for personal self-development and, and investing in that and getting yourself out there, again, um, I think that'll come back in spades um, after all of this is over. Mm, oh, oh, definitely. I mean, anybody who knows me knows I'm obviously a big, big advocate of that uh, in, in, in any times. Um, but I think in times like this, we can really learn a lot about ourselves. And as you say, where our skills are, where some of our skills gaps might be um, and, and learn from other people as well. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's a double edged sword, though, I think, because I know right at the beginning of this, people were talking about, oh, you know, you can take up a new um, instrument, you can learn a new language, you know, re read all the books you yeah. plan to read. And I think maybe we all went into it feeling a bit like that. But I don't know about you, I feel the tide has changed maybe even this last week. I see a lot of people who are a bit fatigued by that and thinking, actually, do you know what? I'm just trying to survive, never mind learning a new instrument or a new language. But I think there's a middle ground. And I, I think that's what I was hearing in what you were saying is, you know, it doesn't have to be some whole new language or something, but yeah. there's still lots that we can learn about ourselves without putting too much pressure. On, yeah, on. And it's, it's sort of little changes. Yeah, learning a whole new language in you know three, four months and putting that pressure on yourself, I don't think it's going to do anything great. I think the other thing that you can do, and one thing I've been doing a lot as well, is to get intrinsic value and intrinsic motivation is give back is give back to your network and this touches on um i know hannah you and i again back to some of our mental health work and and sort of bits and pieces in that and mentoring of of junior people coming into professions you know one thing that's really motivated me i think everyone's going to accept that their sales their revenues by and large are probably going to be down don't have that as your goal over this period you know if you're in a position where you can give back and you really get satisfaction from that then do you know what invest in that because you know it's the intrinsic value the intrinsic way that you actually feel as a result of that giving back that will actually you know not only is it helping other people but you will generally make yourself feel good about yourself and so that's something i've been really trying to do where i can as much as i can is give back to my networks um, and I, I found that's really been intrinsically rewarding for myself mm, no absolutely i think i think that's a brilliant point to end on actually there you go look for where you can give back whether it's to your connections to your community whoever it's to um because that that does help with our mental health and, and well-being i i agree and in times where um you know if, if if business is down rather than focus on that focus on where we can help that's um that's a really good good point to finish on so i just want to thank you so much for coming to join me to have a chat thank you very much hannah it's been an absolute pleasure i'm a oh. big fan of all your work and everything you're doing so yeah thank you so much for having me and no doubt we'll uh, we'll, we'll chat again in the not too distant future we will absolutely and thank you everyone for listening and i hope you have a lovely weekend